Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time are you being influenced if you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade then there's a chance it's been influenced by the chinese communist party Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now, there's a barmaid there, good-looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I Usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go. Go in my pocket. Take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show.
This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Let's kill a Nazi today, huh? Let's talk about the assassination of one of the most evil men to ever walk the planet and why it was a huge mistake. A huge mistake. I'll get to why here in a little bit, Chris. I'll get to why. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. It's going to be an awesome day today. I requested yesterday your stories about the lies you tell your kids, the lies that were told to you, and you delivered. <laughs> we'll get to some of those. You can keep sending those in. 877-377-4373. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. You know, lies along the lines of, my mother telling me all the nutrients was in the crust of the bread so I wouldn't take it off, and me believing it into my 20s. <laughs> we have a great, great show. Two very, very interesting guests. Somebody's going to break down next hour that HR1, that bill about the mail-in balloting and everyone else, everything else that's going to be nutso. Also, third hour, someone's coming on to talk about, oh, you remember all those Antifa, Black Lives Matter, federal arrests? They're letting all those people go. It's an insane world. But enough of all that. Let's get to our story today. I like to give you a brief warning on some things. No, it's not going to be Cannibal Island dark like it was earlier this week. It's certainly going to have some dark parts, though. It's very difficult to discuss Nazis without having a little bit of darkness in there. It's going to have some highs. It's going to have some lows. So buckle up. Hitler is rising to power, has risen to power in Germany. And it's easy now to look back and point to the world and say, how can you idiots not see that this man is a monster? But from the outside looking in, remember, Hitler was time man of the year at one point. From the outside looking in, this was a guy who brought Germany back. Germany's this great country. They were in the dumps. And now this, this guy kids, he gives a great speech. Ah, doesn't sound like he's a big fan of Jews, but he gives a great speech. And the German, the German economy's coming back. He's, he, and, and, and his enemies were people that we hated too and still hate to this day. He, was, he hated communists. That's really the reason. It's one of the main reasons he hated Jews. He, is, he, he said Judaism was communism and, and vice versa. No, Chris, there's not truth to that. Quit. Quit. But it's, it, 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 you know, so it, look, the guy's over there bringing Germany back and killing communists. Okay, well, I'll listen. And even people who didn't like him thought he was effective. And he wasn't committing atrocities. At the, I mean, he wasn't nice, but he's not lining people up in the gas chamber either. And so early on, he's all right. 
and he starts flexing his muscle. I shouldn't say he's all right. I mean, we had the night of the long knives where he's killing all his political opponents. We had Crystal Knocked where he's running all the Jews out of businesses. All right is a strong way to put it, but he's not he's not one of history's monsters. If Hitler dies in 1938, he's a blip on the radar. He's somebody you'd probably you'd probably imagine this. If Hitler dies 1938, brain aneurysm or something. You probably talk about Hitler and look back at Hitler as a good leader. Oh, you'd have to bring up some of the ugly stuff. Really seemed anti-Semitic, but overall really did a fine job. That's how you would talk about him. Timing's everything, I guess. 1938, Hitler's flexing his muscle. Expanding. One of the things, I mean, the base thing you need to understand about Hitler and his motivation was this. Hitler was fiercely, absurdly patriotic for Germany. Hitler was a veteran of World War I, injured in World War I. That's part of the reason his voice sounded like that. He was injured in gas. He had got gas in his lungs. That's why his voice is all raspy like that. And Hitler, like many, many Germans, was bitter. He was extremely bitter that Germany, leading up to World War I, Germany, remember, was the definition of a power on the rise. The German people are, well, then as they are now, hardworking, detail-oriented, science, engineering, math. You'll see companies today advertise German engineering. This is engineered in Germany. Why do you think they advertise that? That makes for a great nation. Men and women were getting married and cranking out babies. I'm not trying to be crude or anything like that. That helps build a strong, prosperous nation. Germans were building Germans. They're making babies. They're, the industry's churning. Industry was on the or Germany was on the rise leading to World War I. Then World War I happens. Not only does Germany lose, their economy's crushed because of the war. Their, their young men are wiped out. And the world blamed the whole thing on Germany. And not only put these horrible reparations on Germany where they had to pay all this money back, they took the best parts of their country away from them and said, you have to pay this back. It'd be like me saying, "Uh, Chris, you owe me $10,000. Also, you're fired. It, it It was the equivalent to that. So the bitterness that came from that and the hardship that came in Germany. So when Germany starts to rise again, Hitler starts to flex his muscle out there. And part of flexing that muscle was something called the Munich Agreement, depending on where you are. If you're in Czechoslovakia, or the Czech Republic, I should call it, it's known as the Munich Betrayal. Why is it known as the Munich Betrayal? Oh, here's this thing. Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic, I'm going to refer to it as both things, but... Along its border with Germany, there's this mountainous area. And there's no fortress like the ones God made. What I mean by that is everybody historically has understood the best way to make fortifications is building off of existing fortifications. Find a cliff. Find a mountain. It's part of the reason Switzerland has been so safe. It's not because they have good chocolates and cheese and we want to be neutral. They're surrounded by a fortress of mountains that they have fortified. Even the Nazis didn't want to try. The Munich Agreement gave... That portion of Czechoslovakia 
to Germany. Just gave it away. Why? Well, Hitler's axe to grind was he was saying the German people were being mistreated there. Not true. But he said the German people were being mistreated there. This is uh, called Sudetenland, in case you're wondering what this is. It wasn't true. This was the main area of Czechoslovakia's defense. They had their own fortifications set up there. You just gave them to Germany. And why is it known as the the Munich betrayal? The Czechs had an agreement with the French. The French were involved in the Munich agreement. France, the UK, Germany, and Italy, these countries joined together to give away part of Czechoslovakia. (laughs) So Czechoslovakia is like, what in the world, man? Are you serious? And this is... This is the great appeasement of Hitler, right? Because he wasn't Hitler yet. Oh, just just give him this so he's satisfied. Remember, understanding your opponent, understanding what your opponent wants, how ambitious he is. We, how many times have we talked about that as it pertains to the American communists? We just gave away part of the country. And the world, in their defense, was in a certain mindset. What's that mindset? Well, we'll discuss that mindset in a few. And no charges for Antifa, Black Lives Matter. How about that? Truth. Attitude, Jesse Kelly. I love dipping tobacco. I'm not going to do the thing where I come on here and lie to you. You know I don't do that. I'm a terrible person, but I don't come on here and lie to you. I love dipping tobacco. And because I love dipping it so much, it was very, very, very difficult for me to quit. I didn't want to quit. I I realize many people get to that place where they want to quit. I didn't. I loved it. But... I still knew in the back of my head I had to, right? It's obvious. You can't do this. It's really not good for you. So when you're in that situation, you need help. That's why Jake's Mint Chew works. It replaces it with a healthy alternative, not a nicotine patch, not more of that. Jake's Mint Chew has no nicotine, no tobacco. It's even sugar-free. But Jake's Mint Chew gives you a replacement that even have CBD pouches. Go to jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Use the promo code JESSE for 20% off. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I see you're still emailing in the lies you told your kids and the lies your parents told you. Like mom telling me the crust of the bread has the nutrients in it. What's amazing about this? I didn't even go into this yesterday, Chris. She denies saying that to this day. Oh, you said it, mom. I remember. Anyway. 
back to Hitler. Funny little tidbit. Uh, Chris brought up that Hitler's train was named the American. Hitler thought America was going to be on his side in the beginning. America had a gigantic German population. I would still do, but huge back in the day. He just assumed we'd be with him. And then, of course, he figured out, uh, wow, Americans really do not like Nazism because <laughs> we hated it right away. And then he thought, of course, we were controlled by the Jews. Anyway, why would the U.K. and France and Italy come together and agree to hand away part of a weaker country to Hitler? Uh, is it weakness? Yeah, it is. You can call it that. But the world at this point was still only 20 years removed from World War One, which was so horrific on such a massive scale, they simply couldn't accept the possibility of more of that. And that's a valuable lesson for us to learn, too. You have two very, very, very different mentalities. And we struggle with this today. It's why we lost the culture war. The two different mentalities back then were... France, Britain, you know, these countries. Oh, we've lost too many young men. It was too expensive. We can't bear this kind of sorrow again. The blood and the guts. We can never again, never again. That was that was their philosophy. I'm not saying they're wrong. They, hate, they took it on the chin. But when you are going up against the mentality of, I'm going to kill you all for what you did for me, what you did to me, you're going to lose that. And they would have without us, without Soviets. They would have. Remember that. Hitler would have taken over all of Europe, including Britain. He would have without us. Today, our mentality on the right, although I'm glad to see it changing, but our mentality on the right in the culture was, oh, I can't, oh, no, I'm not comfortable doing that. Oh, I don't want to, no, I can't boycott that. I love, I love that person's product. Ooh, I can't, I'll never try to get that media pundit fired. That wouldn't be right. It's not right. It doesn't look right. It's not the nice thing. They're over there thinking, I'm going to destroy that person's whole life, and if he dies in the process, I'm okay with it. We lose that. Understand that. We lose that. Anyway. So... Hungary and Poland, I should note, in the Vienna Award, right after the Munich betrayal, Hungary and Poland actually get on in on the action and take a little bit of the Czech Republic, too. And then, finally, I mean, it wasn't even really a, a military conquest. Finally, the Czech Republic just gets taken in by Germany. Germany's just, they, they look around and say, oh, you know, this is all ours now. So by 1942, obviously, we're in the heart of the war the Czech Republic technically doesn't exist anymore. But their government, their president, their intelligence service that did exist, they haven't given up on this. They're viewing this as horribly unjust. We have to take back our nation. They're very patriotic people. It's one of the few places in Europe I've been. They're wonderful people. Gorgeous people, I should mention. Apparently, a, an absurd amount of models come from there. Something to do with the natural bone structure. But you walk around there and you look around and everybody's beautiful. All the dudes look like models. The chicks look like models. It's absurd. Anyway, that's another story. But because there's now a shadow government, they have to find a place to go. They start working with the Brits. 
Because the Brits are looking for any angle they can find to take down Hitler. The Brits are uniquely invested in taking down Hitler. They don't want to lose their country too, like the rest of Europe has been lost. But here's the thing about shadow governments. You know, you're in Britain. Let's say you're in London. And you have the man who's calling himself the president of, of Czechoslovakia. And he says he's got an intelligence service with him. You're going to start looking at him after a while like, what are you going to do for me? I, I, we're supporting you. Oh, I'm all about your shadow government. I think you should go back to being in power. I support you. But right now, this, this seems like a one-way relationship. What are you doing? Do you have something going on? Is there anything going on with you? Now, what's going on in the occupied Czech Republic? This part's going to get interesting. Maybe the worst human being ever to walk the earth is not Adolf Hitler. It might be Reinhard Heydrich. Oh, oh it's not like I'm saying Hitler's a saint. But picture this. You, you know how evil Adolf Hitler is. Everyone knows. That's not exactly news. Do you know what Adolf Hitler called Reinhard Heydrich? Adolf Hitler called Reinhard Heydrich the man with the iron heart. He was a musician's son. He was taught music. He came up during the World War I era. Then he watched his country get crushed. As a child, his father felt he was persecuted because they looked like Jews. And in an odd twist of the human mind, they in turn blamed the Jews. His father thought he had his music career derailed because he looked like a Jew. They were not Jewish. And they got mad at the Jews over it. So Reinhard Heydrich had a deep-seated hatred for Jews. That was well before the Nazi party. He hated Jews. And remember, hatred of Jews in Europe was the norm back then. It was not the exception. It was the norm. It was the norm. And there's, we've gone into this before. There's a huge background with that, with not loaning money for interest, but the Jews are willing to do it, so you blame the guy who loans you. But it, it, it's a long story. But Reinhard Heydrich was a man who was sadly, and I mean this, a very, very, very capable human being. He came up in the Nazi ranks, and he rose fast. He had an interview with Heinrich Himmler, Hitler's basic number two man, Reinhard Heydrich had an interview with Heinrich Himmler. Himmler was trying to blow him off and was so impressed by him, he immediately took the guy in. Reinhard Heydrich was very organized, very efficient, very brutal, heavily, heavily involved in things like the Night of the Long Knives where Hitler's political opponents die and things like Kristallnacht, that horrible night for the Jews and the Jewish businesses. Reinhard Heydrich's fingerprints are the one all over that. This is a man Hitler points to saying, solve that problem, and he's going to go solve that problem, almost always in a brutal fashion. Well, when the Nazis occupy Czechoslovakia, they're occupying it with a little different motivation than they had other areas. This was the point in time they were still hot and heavy in a battle with the Soviet Union. They needed men. They needed materials. They needed things. And the Czechoslovakia did that stuff really well. They had great factories. They had great employees. They were just educated people. And Heydrich decided to come in 
and make sure they were going to continue running these factories. So he did a bit of a, I guess you'd call it a carrot and stick routine. He was known as the Butcher of Prague, so I'm not going to act like he came in and everything was hunky-dory. He came in and murdered thousands, lined people up, shot them. He had people swinging from the gallows. There was a big check resistance going on. But he did some other stuff, too. We'll describe that in a second and how his story ends. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. justice systems. I want to know how many people involved in the Capitol raid on the 6th are going to have their charges dropped because I have charges like assaulting a police officer being dropped for Antifa and Black Lives Matter. How about that? What's that old saying we love? That old quote from the great Pompey Magnus. Do not quote laws to men with swords. All right, back to Prague, the butcher of Prague, Reinhard Heydrich, takes over, takes over to Ch the Czech Republic. He needs the factories running. He does a carrot and stick routine. There is a lot of death. He's killing thousands of people. He's also torturing lots and lots of people in order to root out the Czech resistance. You know, a resistance is going to rise whenever a country is occupied. I'm a patriotic Czech. I'm going to fight back. There are going to be spies within that Czech resistance. Inevitably, this, this is just something that happens. We'll come back to that later. But he's also increasing the wages in increasing the food of the people who are working in the factories of the people who are being loyal. He needs these factories to keep running. So it's not all torture and hangings and shootings. It's what a corrupt system often does. Stop me if any of this sounds familiar. It makes life really, 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 really hard to oppose it. And it makes life really, 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 really good to just go along with it. We'll take care of you. Don't worry. How about a pay increase? 
Now, back to that shadow government that's running in Britain. The shadow government running in Britain, they're feeling the heat from the British leadership to do something or the British leadership are going to be done with them. Remember, the, 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 the Czech leadership left and they brought their military intelligence service with them. They decide what they need is a high-profile assassination of a high-ranking Nazi. They're trying to decide on who. Finally, they decide, why don't, go, why don't we just go for the big guy, Reinhard Heydrich. Reinhard Heydrich is running things in Czechoslovakia. They begin training. Really, really cool. They should make a movie about this if they haven't already. The operation is called Operation Andropoid, if you're looking for it. It's really cool. But they start training with the British Special Forces guys. They train these Czech assassins to go into the Czech Republic and assassinate Reinhard Heydrich. And these dudes, well, they're awesome. They're brave. Now the time comes. They go parachute into the Czech Republic. They make it into the Czech Republic And what they have to do is they have a few contacts there, but they have to find people who are involved in the Czech resistance who will give them aid. And there's more than just two guys. There's like six or seven. There are some aides, but there are really two assassins. And you have to find people who can feed you, house you. I need a place to sleep. I need this. I need that. But they get in. They disguise themselves as normal people. And they start scouting out for the best time and place to kill Reinhard Heydrich. They had initially thought about killing him on his special train car. They decided it was too complicated. Finally, they settled on a plan to kill him on his drive. He had a 14, 15-mile drive from his home to where he worked. He had an armed bodyguard who drove him, but he had killed so many of the Czech resistance, he didn't think he was in any danger anymore. They thought they could get him on the drive. And the plan was the two assassins. One would have a 9mm submachine gun. The other one would have an anti-tank grenade that he had hid in a briefcase. There was a hairpin turn along the route. The hairpin turn would cause this Mercedes, this open-topped Mercedes, Reinhard Heydrich's in an open-top vehicle, this open-topped Mercedes to slow down to virtually a stop to get around the turn. They decided that was going to be the spot. They pick a day, they wait, and they wait, and they wait, and he's not coming, not on his regular schedule. And think about the animosity, or animosity, think about the anxiety. Think how much your hands would be sweating. You're waiting for him to come. He turns out this was a rare day that he showed up late, but he shows up. They see him coming. They get themselves ready. The car slows down around the hairpin turn. The dude pops out with the submachine gun, decides to open up fire on Reinhard Heydrich, and the gun jams. The Czechs famously hated British firearms. British firearms were terrible back in the day, always jamming the gun jams. Reinhard Heydrich, in, I mean, I guess a bold, but maybe the all-time dumbest move, tells the driver not to speed away, tells him to stop because he's mad. Driver hammers on the brakes. Reinhard Heydrich stands up, pulls out a firearm, gets ready to shoot the assassin who couldn't shoot him. 
At this point, the backup assassin chucks the briefcase with the anti-tank grenade. It blows up, but doesn't make it inside the car to blow up and kill him instantly. It blows up on the outside, like the right rear tire. You can see pictures of it to this day. But this causes shrapnel to go everywhere. Remember, when a grenade, a bomb, an artillery shell blows up, you're not just getting the shrapnel from the bomb or grenade itself. Everything it blows up becomes shrapnel too. If you're in the woods, shrapnel can become tree tree pieces, rocks, dirt. It's all flying everywhere, and it's flying everywhere fast. Reinhard Heydrich is in the back of a vehicle. He instantly, the shrapnel blows upholstery and the pieces of his own clothing into his body. But again... To give credit for to maybe the most evil man who ever lived, Heydrich is still mad. Driver throws it in park. The armed driver and a wounded armed Reinhard Heydrich get out and pursue the assassins. One takes off on a bicycle. The other one takes off towards a butcher shop. Runs into the butcher shop. Heydrich is in hot pursuit. Finally... He just collapses. He, he, he realizes he's out of breath and collapses. It's because he had a collapsed lung. He didn't even know it. The bodyguard driver takes off after the assassin who runs into the butcher shop. The assassin had run into the butcher shop looking for, for aid. Turns out the butcher was a pro-Nazi. <laughs> so he yells out to the bodyguard. Bodyguard runs in, tries to get the assassin. Assassin caps him in the arm, wounds him severely, and takes off. Now, the story ends very happy and then very sadly. And I was debating on where I wanted to end this, but we're going to have to put a cap on this story. And the cap on this story is going to be a bit darker than the rest of the story. I mean, who doesn't love a great political assassination story of a Nazi? <laughs> who, does, who, who hasn't been standing up cheering this entire time? Right now, by the way, Reinhard Heydrich is still alive. He goes to the hospital. Himmler, Himmler supposedly weeps when he finds out about it, sends his personal physician. Heinrich goes through surgeries and recovers, but then dies. They think it was sepsis. They think he had horse hair from the upholstery get into his system and essentially got blood poisoning and died. It was, it was days and days and days later. He had recovered. He was playing cards in the hospital and then just fell over dead in shock one day. Now, let's go to what happened after, and this is going to be hard to handle. I warn you, I try to warn you, I'll always, 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 I always have, I always will do a show that you can listen to with your kids. You're never going to have to turn off the show with your kids, your kids in the car. I, just, I believe in that because I'm tired of having to turn off everything with my kids watching with me, with my kids listening with me. So I'm never going to do a show like that. But not every story has a happy ending. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. 
your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. <gasps> Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Remember, you can find me on social media at Jesse Kelly DC on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I am on Locals. I see you're starting to follow me there. Good, because that's the one place I can't get kicked off of. 877 <laughs> Jesse at com. I want the lies your parents told you. Plus, remember, we still have Ask Dr. Jesse Friday coming this Friday. Your questions do not have to be political. They can be. That's fine. They can be about food, history, stupid stuff. I don't care. Now, Jewish producer Chris asked, how can this story not end happily? Well, remember the whole assassins looking for resistance people to help them out thing we went over? They actually had a little bit of difficulty finding people in the resistance to help them out. Why? Because the assassins told the resistance people we're here to kill Reinhard Heydrich. And the resistance people were dead set against it. Dead set against it. Now, why would the resistance people be against killing the man known as the blonde beast, known as the butcher of Prague? Why would you be against killing that man? Because they knew, they knew what the Nazi response would be if you assassinated him. Even if you're successful, you're still stuck in an area controlled by the most vicious people who've ever walked the planet. They dang well knew what was going to happen to them. And word got clear back to the shadow French or the shadow Czech government that the resistance people are warning, do not do this. Don't kill this guy. You're going to make life hell for us. Don't kill him. And you know what that shadow Czech government decided? Sorry. We can't just sit here. We have to do something. Well, how'd that end? I'll put it to you this way. The assassins, they ran, they hid, ended up hiding in a church in Prague. The Nazis were so committed to finding these people, they offered 100,000 German marks. Do you have any idea how much money that is back in the day? 100,000 German marks for anybody with information giving up their whereabouts. 
one of the assassins, one of their one of their buddies who'd been helping them the whole time, flips, of course. Human nature is what it is. The SS surrounds the church. They're trying to get these guys to come out alive so they can publicly execute them. These guys, to their credit, refuse to do it. They hide in a crypt in the church, a crypt you can still visit to this day that has a tribute to these men. So they bring in the fire marshals and flood the church. They're in the crypt, hiding from the Nazis outside as the, as the crypt fills up with water. The men commit suicide. Oh, but it didn't end there. You see, there's a price to pay for I have to do something. Somebody do something. Thousands and thousands and thousands of Czechs died. Hitler ordered a specific number, 10,000 killed. Not only did he order the number killed, he wanted it all videotaped so he could spread the video around the country so the Czechs would see what happened when something like that happens. There's a small village of about 500 people called Ladice. They were one gigantic family. That's, that's what it was. The Nazis came in the night. What did Ladice have to do with this, by the way? Nothing, absolutely nothing. The Nazis showed up in the middle of the night, taking women, children, men from their beds, separating them. They lined up every man 15 and older and shot them. You can see a picture of it if you'd like. I'm not recommending it, but if that interests you, you're welcome to. I do look at that stuff because I want to drive it home. The women and children. Well, 17 of the children got lucky. I've seen video interviews with a few of them. 17 of the children were viewed as ethnically German enough to be allowed to live, so they were sent off to be adopted by German families Every single other woman and child was sent to the concentration camps where they were promptly medically experimented on and gassed to death. It's called the Lidice Massacre, in case you want to look into it. L-I-D-I-C-E, the Lidice Massacre. They also either demoed the buildings or burnt the buildings to the the ground. They erased the village of Lidice. It's gone. There is often in life, often, a price to pay for somebody do something. I have to do something. So often, so often, our impatience, our panic, it has a huge, huge cost to it. Yeah, we all get to sit and cheer now about the cool spy story. Who doesn't want the Butcher of Prague to die? By the way, it should be noted, he was like the main architect of the final solution. So yeah, I'm glad he's dead, but was that the right thing to do? You tell me. Hang on. We have something going on in D.C. right now. Hang on. Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, 
Your lunch will be ready in just a minute. Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can, making sure they're safe and comfortable. But it's just as important that you take some time for yourself. At AARP, we can help with information and useful tips on how you can maintain a healthy life balance, care for your own physical and mental well-being, and manage the challenges of caring for a loved one. Because the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can provide for your loved one. Thanks, Dad. Thank you. You're there for them. We're here for you. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Just do something has a price to it. It's been a year, a year now of just do something. Have you sat and thought about that? Have you sat and thought about the high cost of just do something? I'm not just pointing at politicians. I'm pointing at you. I'm pointing at me. I'm pointing at us. The demand to just do something, the feeling of just do something, when so often you should just sit and wait. And why are we going to go over a couple things now? Because we need to remember this for the future. This needs to be something we keep in our back pocket for the future. Because something's going to come up again. Something is coming up right now. And we need to sit and wait. I'll tell you what that something is. I'll go over this last year. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two, be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. 
Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.